Welcome back to Inside TBT. Exciting episode today, talking about Bayheim's Army's huge comeback, the biggest in TBT history back in 2017 against Team Fuck, Team FOE, with the Morris Twins coaching on the other side. We got Eric Devendorf on the show. We got James Sutherland on the show talking about that comeback and Bayheim's Army overall. And I also talk with Phil Pressy, Missouri basketball legend, who announced and re-announces on this episode that a Mizzou Hoops alumni team will be applying for TBT 2023. That alumni team will hope to join the other 28 teams who have already been accepted for TBT 2023. I'm going to tell you those teams right now. But just if you want to do a little math at home, there's 36 spots remaining. The teams that have accepted their offers. The Aftershocks, the Air Raiders, Americana for Autism, Best Virginia, Big Five, Bleed Green, Blue Collar U, Defending Champs, Bayheim's Army, two years ago champs, the Buccaneers, Challenge ALS, Florida TNT, Gutter Cats, Heartfire, L.A. Cheaters, Men of Mackey, Blue Crew, Red Scare, Fort Wayne Champs, Team Arkansas, The Enchantment, The Money Team, The Nerd Team, War Ready, YGC, Zip Em Up, Sideline Cancer, Purple and Black, and Friday Beers. Those are the teams who will be running it back. Great to see Bayheim's Army back in there. Let's talk to those guys right now. All right, I'm here with Eric Devendorf, won a title with Bayheim's Army in 2021 after a great Syracuse and TBT career. Eric, welcome back to the show. Hey, man, appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So the reason we got you here today is, of course, to talk about Bayheim's Army. But the big thing, the big moment is the 2017 25-point comeback. You guys had a 40-10 to 10 run to end the game. You actually made the go-ahead layup for the lead that, you know, you never gave back. Just start with that. Tell me what you remember about that game. Oh, man, it was an unbelievable atmosphere to start off with. Uh, it was in Brooklyn, I think, LIU, uh, playing against uh, the Morris Twins team. And, and they had some uh, talented guys. I know uh, Malik Waynes, Tyshawn Taylor. Uh, Marcus Kennedy, I believe, just to name a few. So uh, they're, you know, it was back and forth in the beginning. They're, you know, obviously kind of giving it to us. But, uh, you know, we had some fighters on our team as well. Uh, Trish, you know, Brand, uh, excuse me, James Sutherland. Uh, who else we had? Myself, uh, I think Dante. So, I mean, we, we had a lot of guys that um, have played through, you know, adversities and those types of situations. But to be down that much, um, you know, in a TBT game, everyone knows how tough that is uh, to come back. Um, it was it was amazing, man. And I think the crowd had a lot to do with it. Once we, um, you know, started creeping back in there, you know, James in the three, Trish getting the and one, uh, you know, it started getting a little bit more tight on the other side um, with the other guys. But um, it was an amazing run. And, and to be able to do it in New York with our fans, um, it was pretty incredible to be a part of. So was there a point in the game where you were like, this is it, we're done, this game's over? 
I mean, you know, I don't really have that type of uh, mindset. Like, you're just going to keep fighting all the way through the game, you know, regardless of what the outcome is. You, you know, you're going to keep competing and keep playing as hard as you can. Um, and when you do that, you know, sometimes it works out for you, right? The team starts to make mistakes. They start to get a little bit tighter doing things that, um, you know, they probably wouldn't wouldn't usually be doing. So, um, you know, when you keep playing hard and competing at a high level like we did, you know, things like that could happen. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of sports. And uh, I, I think that's what, uh, you know, really made the TBT special is, um, anything can happen. Uh, High-level guys competing against each other, uh, and, and that game was, you know, one we'll definitely remember. So that 2017 team didn't win the championship in 2021, but what did that run and that game do for you personally and, and you know, the Bayheim's Army name's confidence to be able to go on and win a championship? I mean, you know, you know, I played in it, uh, I don't know, seven, eight years, and, and we were always right there knocking on the doorstep, right, and, and trying to win a championship. Um, so I, I don't think it was ever a doubt in our mind that we could do it. Uh, we just had to put it together and be consistent, um, you know, for, you know, six games or, or however amount it was, um, you know, to get there. So, I mean, that game definitely, you know, gave us confidence, you know, going forward. Um you know, we, we ended up losing to the eventual champion overseas elite in Baltimore that year, um, in which they had obviously an incredible run, winning, what, four or five straight, whatever it was. But uh, we had a team that could do it, um, and, and eventually we were able to do that. But I think it was just fun for everyone getting back, playing in the summer uh, with guys who they played with, guys who they um, you know, might have looked up to and in, in, in playing in different eras. So um, we always had a confident bunch. Um, you know, we're, we're just lucky that, uh, one year we had a special year and, and we played together. So that year you actually said to, to me on inside TBT, this, this is the year we win it. We had a little joke that you kind of said that to us every year once we right. started doing you, but that year it, it came true. What, what do you think it was about that year and that team that you guys were able to get over the hump and finally win? Oh, this is the type of people that we had on the team. Uh, the mentality we had amongst the guys, um, you know, a never quit, um, you know, fight to the end mentality. Guys were uh, ready to get in there and mix it up. I mean, that tournament, I think we led the um, tournament in rebounding by a big margin. And defensively, we were really stopping teams and, and making them shoot hard shots, take hard shots. Um, so that was kind of the emphasis for that team because we had guys, everyone could score, you know, um, you know, myself, uh, you know, obviously Tyrese, you know, DJ Kennedy, all those guys kind of, um, you know, took a backseat to the scoring and did the other things. Tyrese was really the only guy that, um, you know, who was doing a big load of the scoring, but everyone else contributed in different ways, you know, rebounding defensively, um, you know, making little plays that you need to make to, to be able to win this type of tournament. Because, you know, you, we've seen guys score a lot, um, you know, individually, but that's that's not going to win this type of tournament. You know, it's it's too too many talented guys playing. Um, you know, one through five on on the court, both teams um, are, are pros. So um, we had the type of guys to do it. We we had the type of mentality as a team to do it. Um, and even within those two three weeks, you know, we had a lot of confrontations within the team. You know, but um, you guys were pros. We figured it out. Uh, we put it together in that span of time and. Um, like I said, it, it was a special group and, uh, it, it was pretty awesome. So college is only four years for some people, five, I guess now, actually, for some people, it's been six or seven, but you know, you, right. you, men you mentioned you played in TBT seven or eight years. What, what did that championship mean to you personally, Eric Devendorf, not Bayheim's army, not, you know, Syracuse, but to you. 
Oh, it meant a lot. I mean, I think just, you know, being a part of it, being the guy who was the first one to really be a part of it and then stick with it every year after that. Um, you know, I, I was able to score a lot of points, make a lot of exciting plays, you know, win a lot of games, but uh, I, I never won a, a championship. And that was the whole thing of it, to be able to get there and, uh, you know, win the money. Um, you know, playing great was, a you know, it was a good, um, I guess, cherry on top. But to win it, that was that was the ultimate goal. So when I was able to do it my last year uh, of playing there, it was, um, you know, it was like everything that you, you kind of work for during those years, you know, finally came, um, you know, to fruition and, and we had, had the group to do it. And, um, you know, that was, that was what it was all about. Do you think you'll name your next kid after Kiefer Sykes? <laughs> no, I'm not having any more kids, man. I got two girls already. I'm good. <laughs> Um, in terms of moments where you've been on the court, on the sideline for games, where where does that Kiefer shot, Kiefer Sykes shot rank for you? Well, I remember I was, man, I was right in the corner in the three because uh, I, I remember I got the rebound and then kind of pushed it up a little bit, gave it to Kiefer. And, um, you know, he, he rejected the screen because he seen the guy jump, boom. And then there was really no help there. It had to come from my guy if it was going to come. And then, uh, you know, he rose up and, I mean, he made a decision, a quick decision, and that was beautiful, man. When, when it went in, it was it was really like slow motion, you know, seeing it go through the air and then, you know, being able to see it replayed and uh, they, had, they got the music in the background. Um, it was awesome, man. That was, that was something special right there for real. And then it was cool for him, you know, everything that was happening, you know, as far as, you know, with it, with his kids and being at his, birth, his son's birthday and, uh, you know, then getting signed by the Pacers. It was, it was special, man. Last question for you. Did any part of you feel any jealousy that you weren't the one that hit the shot? Oh, no, not at all, man. Not at all. Like, it, it, first of all, we all, we all get that same amount. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So regardless, but no, I mean, that's not the type of dude I am, man. Like, you know, going back to the three weeks that, that we were together, and, and like I said, it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of confrontations. Um and, and we all kind of put in that same work. You know what I'm saying? We all went through the same thing. So to be able to put it together and, and achieve our ultimate goal as a team and win the championship, like I said, individual numbers are cool. But um, the main goal of the whole thing is to win. It. And, and, and we were able to do that. I don't care if it was, you know, uh, whoever it was to hit the shot. You know, we won the game. And um, Kiefer had a, a, a huge part in, in winning the whole tournament, man. So it, it was special for him. It was special for us as a group and I'm you know I'm just happy to be a part of it so safe to assume Bayheim's army will be back if Bayheim's army's back you're involved there's no Bayheim's army without you are the shoes put away for good I mean yeah as, as of right now you know I do I do my with the kids I get out there and uh you know still get up and down a little bit but um yeah I mean I don't have any plans on, on, on playing again I don't even know really what what it is going forward but I guess we'll we'll see and I'm sure I'll hear um of something going on and I guess we'll go from there all right before we let you go you know where can people find you you have your own show now talk a little bit about what you're up to now before we before I get you out of here yeah, I mean, just I'm in Syracuse doing a lot of stuff in the community. Uh, you know, we just had a turkey drive, um, you know, doing a lot of different uh, events like that. Um, you know, I do my ED23 Hoops, which is my basketball company where, you know, training groups, individual team camps and clinics, things like that. Uh, and then you mentioned the show. I have, I have my podcast, The Scores Table, and also um, the Devo Show, uh, myself and Chris Joe. 
Uh, we do that out, out of uh, Galaxy Radio here in Syracuse. So, and, and then also just doing like the post game radio for for uh, Cuse basketball. So, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me uh, at ed two three hoops on Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, you know, it's just Eric Devendorf. So, um, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you guys. Absolutely, Eric Devendorf, the champ. Thanks for coming on. All good, man. Appreciate you. All right, I'm here with James Sutherland, played for Syracuse, played for Bayheim's Army. James, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely, man. So, you know, we're going to cover a bunch of topics for sure. But to start things off, when you heard about Bayheim's Army, you know, joining up, that there was going to be basically a Syracuse reunion team playing in TBT, what were your thoughts? I thought that was a great idea, you know, because uh, especially being in touch with uh, the same guys today uh, and knowing how competitive they are, it just felt great, especially playing with some guys that I didn't get a chance to play with when I was at Syracuse because either they left for the NBA like Dante Green or or went off and left like Eric Devendorf. So it was definitely a great feeling to get some some guys that I I've, I've grew up not only watching, but uh, being friends with and getting to play with them. When you got the call, how how quick of a decision was it for you to you to join the squad? Uh, definitely, like um, I, I remember the first time, the first the first one we had an early exit my first year there uh, in uh, Philadelphia. But the next the next year, I was like, no, nah, we wanted we wanted to go back over there. We we felt like we we, we all have what it takes to go do what we got to do. Absolutely. So I want I want to fast forward to twenty. 17 because you mentioned the first year in Philly. I want to fast forward to 2017. All right, you guys made a run to the semifinals, but there's no run to the semifinals without you know, the you know the biggest comeback at the time. I think it still is, but at the time, the biggest comeback in TBT history against Team FOE, Team Foe, the Marcus or the Morris twins coaching that team, put that team in. I want to open it up to you. What do you remember from that game? What was that experience like for you? Because you were you were the leading scorer in that game. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, first of all, like I give to, uh, give credit to those guys because uh, the Morris twins they they put a good team together. They had uh, a lot of talent talent that I played with, like uh, uh, Taylor. Also, um, had some guys like Sean Evans who played at St. John's. They had Kennedy, Marcus. Kennedy. So it was like they had a they had a they had a really uh, a really good good squad, and they got on us early and. Um, just it was basically it was, we didn't want to go out like we went out before so i felt like uh it was time to step it up and uh luckily for me i was i was the one who um you know helped helped out a lot so we have a decent amount of listeners so not too many people will hear this but you can be honest did you think the game was lost honestly you know what it is i feel like at, at, at halftime it's just like you just sit there like, like, damn, what are we gonna do now? Like, uh, kind of, kind of stuck. But, you know, when, when, one thing is about about us, especially have being have being rivals um, in college, when they start talking, like we we start playing and having a guy like uh, Eric Devendorf who never backs down, he won't back down from anything. And when, so, so once once team fold, like they start feeling themselves a little bit, I feel like, uh, yeah, all right, nah, nah, it's time, it's time to to get uh, take it off. <laughs> So took off this win or something. There, there was a quote. Uh, I think it was a tweet from Buddy Beheim that said, "You know, I'm I'm here with Jim. I'm here with Coach Beheim." He said that was the greatest comeback he's ever seen. You know, <laughs> what do you think in terms of all time comebacks that you've seen or been a part of? Where do you think that ranks? 
Uh, that would definitely be number one. Like it was not even close because uh, the circumstance, uh, it was just, it was almost like all hope was lost. But now, like we just kept chipping away. Um, everyone, most importantly, our guys bought in. We we saw what what kind of um, hill we had to climb, mountain we had to climb, and we just got it done. We everyone knew their job. Everyone did what they had to do, and we we just did it. So you were you were not on the team that ultimately won the championship in 2021 but i got a feeling you were locked in is that the case definitely i was watching them for sure you know i mean it, it's it's tough but it's, it's great seeing um us get the job done so definitely felt like i was a part of that win just being a part of history with uh Bahamas army very cool i want to talk about your your time at syracuse a little bit you know if you didn't have a good time at syracuse if you didn't have a good career if you didn't make memories you wouldn't have wanted to play in tbt you wouldn't have wanted to play on Bayheim's army Exactly. So when you when you think back to your time at Syracuse, what are some of the you know funny stories, good memories that come to mind for you, on or off the court? Oh man, it's, you know what? There's so many. I I can't even accumulate how how many stories I have. But you know, it's just of course basketball is always fun. You know, you go there, um, you play, have so many great memories on the court. But really, it's off the court with the with the same guys that you that I basically played in the TBT with. That is the reason why we you know we want to play together. So you know, we definitely make bonds even before college and all that. Stories. Oh, we got so many stories. I, I, <laughs> I so there's so many stories. We have stories with each other. Stories of you know locker room stories of Coach Beheim. You know his 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 his. His lovely, his nice speeches and that and the halftime and all that. <laughs> but you know, we, there's so many stories that we have, and it's 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 just good to like grow together during that, that time in college, and then still being able to be in touch today to do TBT. Do you have an example of a of a Coach Bayheim story where maybe after after the speech you were like, did he really just say that, or, or what's he talking about? I think it was my first like. Honestly, I think my, my freshman year, like you really don't know what to expect as a freshman. Like you know, you think you know, but you really don't. But uh, we were playing, uh, I'm not sure if it was at the Massacre Garden or it, it was so we were playing somewhere. And um, I've never heard, you know, he's he's, he's, he's good. He's, he's laid back on, on TV, but in the locker room, he, he, he flipped the switch. And all I remember is actually having a, a, a sip of orange juice. He, he started he started wailing away. I spit my orange juice out and I, I couldn't hold in my laugh because I, I was not expecting that. And he was going, I, 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 it was this most craziest thing for me, like my freshman year, like, yo, there's no way he's fast like this. And he, uh, he was, he was on it, but he was not afraid. One thing about him is he's, he's going to let you have it. And the thing is he wants you to fight back. And that's honestly, I, I feel like that's what helped us in the TBT because he will, he, he's, he's one of those coaches that he's going to, he's going to, he's going to really, he's going he's gonna to talk his trash to you. And, he, and you know what? And he expects you to respond. And I feel like we all had us had that in us, especially in, uh, the guys in the TBT. Absolutely. You look at the the legendary coaches, Coach K retired, Roy Williams retired, Izzo and Beheim. you know, that's kind of the last two of that generation. Who do you think will be coaching for longer, Izzo or Beheim? Oh, man, listen, I, I always put my money on Beheim when it comes to staying in the, in, at the queue. So, you know what I mean? Uh, as long as he wants to do it for him, man. And, um, you know, I know we had some rocky times and, trying to find a way out but it's just it's, it's still good to see that he's um still doing it so you know after Syracuse you you've played in your fair share of leagues NBA G League you know overseas TBT what were what are some of the differences or things that set aside TBT from your other leagues that you've played in um well, I would say 
the time of the league, the league's in the summertime, and it's usually a time where there's really not a lot of basketball to watch. I know recently they have some some league. Of course, you have summer league and all that, but it's only like a couple of weeks. You have um, the big three and all that, but the TBT really set its mark, and it, it gives you that um, that NCAA feeling. Sorry, and also like some pro professional feeling. So, and you get to see guys that you grew up watching in the NBA in college, and if you're a fan of or if you're a fan of your university that happens to have a team in there like uh, Best Virginia, got what's the all like some gold Big East uh, rivals, Syracuse, and some other teams. Like you see the guys that you grew up watching, and I feel as if it's definitely cool to see a matchup of different generations play with each other, and or different times at Syracuse or wherever school you're at play with each other, and um, compete. And I feel it's great. I see University of Buffalo had their their squad in there, and they did a they did a great job, you know. And it's, it's nice to see things like that. Absolutely, back to back New York teams winning. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I know that you're playing with the G League Ignite right now, but there may be a lot of people that want to hear from you. Can you talk a little bit about where you are now in your basketball career and what you're up to? Oh, definitely. You know, I'm over here with the G League Ignite. We're located in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Coach Jason Hart, who who played at Syracuse as well, he's he's head coach of the team. We have a lot of great talent. We have Scoot Henderson, who's a, a really phenomenal talent. I can't even, I, I can't even begin to describe his game and how how good he is. Some other young guys like Leonard Miller. Um, we uh, Leonard Miller. We have got a lot of great talent. A lot of great talent here. So um, one thing is being being one of the older guys and being a, being well experienced playing all over. Uh, just want to help out and give them give them a little push or whatever they need to get over that edge or to prepare themselves for the next level. And um, you know, right now, right now we're kind of we're kind of in a hole right now. But um, that's that's what happens when you have young guys in your team. You got to find a way to to get out. Even though that's not an excuse, you know, you got to go out there and um, compete every day. There's a lot of players who, you know, make their assumption about other players based on watching them, based on seeing what House of Highlights puts out, you know, what ESPN puts out. There's media analysts who make determinations about players. You probably know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I need the Victor Wembenyama scouting report from a player who actually played against him. Yeah, I was I was looking to get a couple minutes against him. Uh, unfortunately, he blocked my shot. I thought it was a goaltend, but you know what can you do? Um, I feel as if really um, he's definitely a special. First of all, just a special human being. Forget about talent wise, just being that tall. Like p- people, people dream of being that. Like I mean, that's frequently tall. You know, that's like almost two K. Like almost like a video game. <laughs> but basically, you know, he's very talented as well. It's not only it's not only his height. He has skills that you have never seen before for somebody his height. And he, he, um, you know, he, he's he's very smooth with it. And, and being his age, definitely the sky's the limit. Um, definitely wishing him all the best. But it's he, he's a he's really just a freaking nation. There's really no no complaining, uh, no no explaining. And also, like, I feel like he could really he could really do it all. To be honest, he could do it. Whatever. He he'll he'll flow he'll flow perfectly with whatever he's he's um, whatever team he ends up on. So I'm I'm going to Paris in March. Oh, nice! I'm going with my girlfriend. I think sh- should I bribe her to let me go to a a Victor Wambanyama game? They play they play Mike James's team, another TBT. I think I got to find find Listen, a way to that game. 
You got to find a way to that game. That's a good game. Uh, Mike J's, um, is in Monaco. He's in Monaco right now. Yeah. So uh, that's definitely a good guy. I actually have some teammates that uh, that are not in Monaco. And that's that, that would be definitely nice to go see. I mean, I think that's a, that's a game that's closest to the NBA you can get in over there in France, for sure. And yeah. um, it definitely would be a good crowd there, for sure. But, yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna try and and convince her. You mentioned some of your teammates that are on on yeah. Monaco. You know, one of the last few questions I have for you: top teammates yeah. doesn't have to be in order. You've played with a lot of guys. Who are who are the first names that pop in your mind? Top teammates. I mean, at every tier, I would have to go with. Uh, well, the NBA would have to be Kimber Walker and Al Jefferson. Those two guys right there, just just two great, two great guys. I grew up with Kimbo since I was a kid. He went to Rice. I went to Cardoza High School in New York, and a, played a couple AU games with him at Gauchos. You know, I was I was the one jumping around from AU team to AU team, but you know, just growing up with him and seeing how well how how well he's done for himself. Um, it just, just, uh, I just love that story. And also Al Jefferson was a guy, a guy who took me under his wing as soon as I got to the league and all that. And he's just been, he's been great. And of course, college, I can't forget my boys, Chris Joseph, Rakeem Christmas. Those are my boys right there. Uh, Brandon Triss as well. I could keep going. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm still, I still speak to these guys all the time every day. So like, these are just, um, it was just great growing with them and taking over on our careers together. Last question for you. Is the door closed on you playing in TBT with Bayheim's army? I want to say it's closed. Don't, don't, I would never, I never close any doors, but you know, if I get that call, I'm, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll pull some strings. I'll pull say we strings. need Sutherland back. We need him back. Gotta get the guys back, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you chatting about that that crazy comeback. Anything else before we get you out of here? Oh, uh, no, man. I mean, I just appreciate you what you guys are doing. TBT has definitely changed the game, as you can see. Uh, we're doing it here in the G League. We we actually had an overtime game where it's Elam ending and seven points. We should have won that. We got robbed. But, hey, you know how it is. It is what it is, you know. Uh, Seven-point seven point game. Got to do what you got to do. And I, I, it's exciting. All right, man. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of the season. Hopefully I get to catch a couple of your games on TV. Appreciate it. For sure. All right. Joining me now on Inside TBT, Mizzou legend, Phil Pressey. Welcome to the show. Uh, appreciate you for having me. Let's, let's have a good one. Absolutely. So it's probably a little obvious to the listeners why we have you on the show. And it's because we now have a Mizzou alumni team applying for TBT 2023. Phil, I'll, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I mean, you can say uh, Mizzou alumni team and company because we'll have two or three guys who didn't attend the University of Missouri helping us out. Um, and that's the beauty of TBT. You can kind of create it how you want it. And Mizzou is a, the foundation of my career and being able to come back here and start my coaching journey uh, is always, always a blessing. So the team name is show me squad, which is a great team name. Mm -hmm. Of course, Missouri is the show me state. You guys probably want to uh, show the world something. What, what What's your plans for TV <laughs> just to have some fun? Or are you guys trying to win? Oh, of course. You know, if, if you're ever keeping score, you know, the whole objective is to win. And we have some, some guys, uh, a part of the, the team that have contributed to a lot of Mizzou history, and I'm happy to be able to bring them back and, you know, 
I'll bring them all to one team. Um, and then our two or three guys who don't, who did not go to the University of Missouri is going to help us as well. So, you know, the first few roster spots are out there. You know, we announced mm -hmm. you got Mitchell Smith, Jordan Geis, Tony Carswell, Ernest Ross. Talk a little bit about those guys and how you envision their roles being on this team. Yeah, I mean, when, when you talk about TBT, um, some of these guys are nine, 10 year veterans in Europe. Uh, they all played high level basketball. Um, Tony Criswell and Ernest Ross, I played with them when I was in college. Uh, Mitchell Smith and Jordan Geis, you know, they're a little bit younger than I am. But to be able to bring them back together and, you know, like I said, have a, have a great team and compete to win a championship. Absolutely. So, you know, you were, you were quite the player yourself as recently as, you know, mm -hmm. last year. Any chance we're pulling the shoes off the shelves and, and suiting up this year? <laughs> I hope I don't have to. But, you know, I still try to stay in shape, uh, being part of, you know, Missouri uh, program. You know, our team keeps me busy. They're always testing me every single day. I walk in the gym, so I got to stay in shape. But being on this coaching side, you know, I feel like this is right for me, being able to to teach the game. Uh, the game's given me so much, so it's my turn to give back. It's going to be awesome seeing you be a head coach. You know, right now you're on the on the sidelines with, with the Tigers, who are having an incredible year, which is definitely fun to watch. How much has your philosophy as a coach changed in just the past few months being around Coach Gates? Uh, coach Dennis Gates has done a great job of, you know, instilling his culture into a Mizzou program. You know, Mizzou has a big basketball history. Uh, and then I think the best thing he did was hire a great coaching staff. Our whole staff has been tremendous in my growth as a coach. And I've been able to learn every single day. And that's brought me here to TBT, being able to take a couple of the things I've learned playing and then also in my short, you know, start of my coaching career. Absolutely. So hopefully, you know, you can really light a fire under your guys as we've seen coach Gates do <laughs> thus far with the tiger team. What, what's this season been like for you? Just, you know, being back a part of the Missouri program. Um, being back, it's like I told you before, this is the foundation of my, my, my playing basketball career. And, you know, I'm so appreciative of it. The, the fans are back in their arena and they're, they're packing the house. They're bringing a lot of energy and that just shows, you know, how important, you know, Mizzou basketball is to the, the city of Columbia. Absolutely. When when you think back upon your memories at Mizzou, is there a game or a moment that instantly comes to your mind that you're like, all right, that was a top moment for me at Mizzou? Uh, I mean, we, we've had so many, you know, great experiences, great games, great atmospheres. Um, being able to be a part of a Big 12 championship, being able to be teammates with uh, guys like, you know, Kim English. Um, I, I got to play with my brother, Matt Presti, as well. Uh, I can't, I don't even know where to start, man. I know you guys know. You guys are Mizzou alumni as well. Um, you're not the only one. You know, every Mizzou fans are going to be listening to this, and they and they know what I know what I mean when I what whatever I'm saying, they know what I mean. Probably the most important question I'm about to ask you for TBT, mm -hmm. 
which Mizzou bar should the fans be watching at? Should they watch the games at Fieldhouse? Should they watch the games at my house? Which was there when you were around? Where, where should they watch the games? <laughs> no, no. My my house was not here when I was here. Fieldhouse, of course. Uh, a lot of the bars have changed. You know, Big 12 is not Big 12 anymore. Um, but wherever you're watching the game, you got to be, you know, entertained. Trying to bring the same, you know, energy, enthusiasm, passion that I brought when I was playing into coaching. All right, if you had one thing that you wanted to tell the world, the nation, about the Show Me Squad, what would it be? <laughs> one thing? Uh, you know what Show Me means, so it's our time to show you guys. Uh, show Me State, so it's only right that the Show Me show me State players give you something, something to watch. There we go. Phil Pressy, Mizzou, and company hopefully coming to TBT, mm -hmm. the Show Me Squad. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go, man. Let's go. It's going to be a good one. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Inside TBT. Exciting stuff. Next week, a very, very fun episode and very, very fun guest recapping an awesome 2018 TBT. You will want to tune in next week. Trust me. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Talk to you next week.